1: Hey guys you're listening to x appeal this is jen and julian and this is episode 17. what up guys
0: <laughs> wow <could laughs> That's you it? Be i did a huge flip. any nerdier
1: <laughs> what's up what's up what's up what's up guys
0: hey, what's up? <laughs> this you is
1: know? npr <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah yeah you guys missed uh, obviously because we weren't recording but um you know, we're trying to look for a song as an intro for our podcast. Yeah, and we want to
0: like do some zhuzhing and like make a little nice intro for you guys and kind uh, of set, <laughs> kind of set the mood. Yeah.
1: And let me tell you, Jen set the mood, right? Yeah. She picked this song and it's part of like an audio library.
0: Because and- it sounded very similar to uh, a song that I had heard on my friend's playlist when my, my uh, hair and makeup artist playlist in the morning. I'm like, I like that song. And this one sounded so close to it. I
1: feel like that song was from Two Feet. That artist, Two Feet,
0: <laughs> could be.
1: Yeah, because that's the exact sound. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like an electric guitar, kind sort of. of. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's exactly. the. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Okay, yeah. so I'm yeah, not it's crazy. Super sexy.
1: No, no, it is a super song because. Yeah. That, that, I was like, but anyway, she picked the song, and it's called uh, the name of the song. I said, it's called Sexy.
0: Yeah, I was like looking sexy. up Sexy, like a sexy little loungy playlist.
1: You know so. Jen's like, oh, I like that one. Let's pick this one. Let's pick this one. And I'm hearing it. I was like, "Ah, I've I've heard this song before. I just can't figure out where. And then it just hit me. And it's Miss Lexa's intro to all her porn videos.
0: Of course you knew that. Yeah.
1: Don't ask me how I I remember it. Uh, The fact
0: that you know that is so perverse. (laughs) Let me tell you.
1: Uh, No, but it's funny because I was like, it just hit me. I, think, I think now
0: for sure we should use it.
1: We should use it. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's so rare to see porn video with like a little intro, you know, that I guess it just hit me. Well, because it's free music. And also know? the music is free. Yeah. But it was just funny. And um, now everybody thinks I'm a perv who yeah. uh, watches uh-huh. I know every time
0: Now every time we start this podcast, I'm going to have <laughs> that in mind. And you said, oh, well, she's super hot. And I said, "Well, you can't even see her face." No,
1: it's true. No, she has a very hot body, but in a porn porn star way. But you like, can't
0: see her. We face. We can't see her
1: face. It's true. She
0: could be toothless. Yeah, for all we know. I know,
1: but somehow it adds to the mystery.
0: Oh. <laughs> I vote toothless. Keeps
1: keeps us keeps us wondering. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, it's yeah. I don't know. It's true that I would like to see her face, but that's part of, I guess, why she's so popular. I'm everybody's sure everybody's wondering because it could be you your can't neighbor. have it
0: all, Julian. Maybe she's got a smoking hot body, but the face is. A little, a, little, uh, a little busted. A little yeah. frying pan action, maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's true. That's true. It can happen.
1: Um, what are we talking about today? Because I'm over talking about uh, porn and me watching porn. Makes so we me are talking
0: about a world that I'm pretty fascinated by. Yes. And that is the world of matchmaking. So this is when an actual person or a company uh, will match you with a potential date. Instead of using like an app or... Yeah. It's like a friend.
1: It's, it's like, like, hitch. Movie it's like hitch? a real.
0: Yeah, it's like a real life hitch.
1: Yeah, I think she calls herself a real life hitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, OK,
0: so tell, tell them who our guest is, because you actually have been in contact with her. You kind of know her better than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So her name's Talia. We'll bring her in uh, in a little bit. Um, and, she and her is- last name is? We met
0: which is very French. So it's not like the We Met, like W-E-M-E-T. No. I think she has a great last name for a matchmaker.
1: I know. So her her, na- her name is O-U-I, which is We, and then Met, M-E-T. Mm-hmm. But then her business is We Met through Talia. Love that. And I think that's genius. If that's her real last name, that's what her Instagram is. I'm sure that's her last name, yeah. uh, that's her last name but we'll actually ask her um and yeah i mean i got connected through through a, a buddy of mine who lives in new york she's a matchmaker in new york and uh you know she's de- she deals with like specific clientele and everything and i can't wait to hear a little bit more about it but have you ever used those services
0: i've never used a matchmaking service no um i've i've only done the apps and then i've done like friend referrals yes
1: yeah, so i was gonna ask you've been set up on the date
0: i've been set. Uh, yeah i think i've been set up a couple of times um which i think is you know that's one of the most organic ways to meet um, because that person's already vetted by somebody who you trust. So I guess in this case, yeah.
1: Did it go the well? person
0: is already vetted. You know, there's, I'm sure there's like a background check that's done on the client and on the yeah. potential date.
1: I also wonder what are your demands? Like, he's like, hi, this is what I want. Like, is it like a grocery list?
0: And she works with a higher end clientele. I think so. yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure if that means that she brings on clients that meet a certain tax bracket or yeah,
1: I don't know, you know, we'll or her. they might
0: have like these high power jobs, but I'm really curious because, you know, I'm I'm kind of wondering like how much of it is love and how much of it is, you know,
1: mm-hmm. is the like, helping um, to stuff? get
0: a little McMansion?
1: I don't know. Yeah. But you know, she, when the first, call i got with her she said that one of her clients was actually dying to try to be set up with you
0: well too little too late i yeah, guess
1: so too late and i
0: also want to know who this client is yeah i don't know She just probably just out say. of just sheer curiosity i wonder if she'll say
1: no probably not oh, God. i'm sure just some what if she says it off camera
0: what if she says it like you know
1: oh well, maybe she'll yeah
0: confidentially because it it obviously be funny it's, it's not like happening some now year old man. I'm sure it might be. I would be you know? I'd love that. I would not be surprised.
1: Or like some dude with like a flip of, fetishes. A
0: lot of old scary men looking for you know. <laughs> well, so when you've strange. been set up, it worked? Uh I'm trying to think of the, last, of the last time that I got set up. I don't even maybe I haven't been because unless it's happened so long ago that I forget.
1: But you just said you have so It's now you it's
0: have. I I feel like oh no, okay. Um friends have tried. But it's never worked. Why? I don't know, man. I'm a sucker for a pretty face, right? So, like, I see them and I'm like, oh, he's busted. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care, like, what, what oh, kind like of job he has. Picture? I don't really care how nice he is. You know what I mean? If I'm, you're not physically attracted to the person. It's a no for me, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, I agree. But so, so they would show you a picture. Yeah. Oh. What about a bland date? You know? No, I've never I'm done that before. Yeah.
0: That's actually kind of dangerous. I don't think I would do that. And then how are you going to meet up with the person at a what? At a bar, and then you have to figure out what they're wearing, or you have to figure out who they are.
1: It's probably like when you the same thing as when you like, uh, you know, sell something of Craigslist. It's like you don't know who you're meeting, but you both are here for the same thing. Mm. So it's kind of like you're looking around and you're just like,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it you? No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. And Craigslist, we all know how that sometimes turns out. Um, have you ever been set up? No. You've never gone on a blind?
1: No, cuz my friends know I'm way too complicated. Yeah, I know that. I'm way too complicated I'd and like uh unfortunately I have this like reputation, not a reputation, but like my my boys know that usually the first time I meet someone they all think I'm an asshole.
0: Why is that? I didn't think you were an asshole when I met you.
1: Yeah. Um just because I only thought
0: you were an asshole after I got to know you. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> I wish we had a sound system. Like
0: mm-hmm, I know, yeah. We will.
1: For unfunny jokes. We're still new. Um, But no, and also because, I don't know, like when, when I get introduced to someone, usually speaking, I don't really care to get to know them. And since I, oh, you have my friends. Like, so I'm not like super.
0: Wait, so when you.
1: <laughs> super, I'm not super. No, no, no. If I'm getting, if somebody's like, yo, this girl is interested in you. If I'm not, then. I'm cold. If I am, then I'll be warm and stuff. But okay, generally well, there's speaking, nothing
0: wrong with that. I mean, I feel like that's how a lot of people are. Right? You would to waste your, you know, there's not enough time in this life oh, to yeah. waste.
1: But also like generally speaking. Unless, let's you're say, a,
0: unless you're a dick to somebody when you first meet them.
1: If okay, you but that's, if you're not what I, that's what I was going to say. So if like we go out in a group of friends and then you're like, Hey, this is my friend hair, And I'm like, hi, hi, nice to meet you. But I don't really have it in me to generally go out of my way to get to know Sarah. Same, yeah, Sarah. Right? Sarah. Sarah. Sahara. Sahara. Sarah. <laughs> you can't
0: even pronounce names <laughs> even right in your own so you hypothetical it situation. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't
1: start well. So because of that, like those people will be like, "Yeah, I mean, he seemed nice, but he didn't really talk to me." But if I meet you multiple times and I know I'm gonna actually see you around, that's when I actually start to open them and get to know you. But if it's kind of okay. like, "Oh, you're here just for the night," eh, it's kind of like I, I'll say hi, I'll be nice, but usually you know, I don't one go, thing I, I know, do, do
0: I have to say about you, Julian, I have a bone to pick with you. Is that when we are out on the you know couple of occasions that we've gone out with a bunch of friends before? Yeah, you are face down in your phone. That's not the true. whole night, dude. The whole that night That is not true. I think the last time we went to Soho House is when I was like, "Is he even? Is he even here right now? That's like, not is true. he?" Yes, my phone that's is always down. True. Actually, oh my god, never. <gasps> you lie. Okay, you can't You're even remember. Liar. You can't
1: even remember if you were set up. On a blend date so why would i trust you for <laughs> remember that night we went out the so
0: house okay oh i remember it i remember it very oh, yeah, of course. yeah 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 julian Mm-mm. yes
1: i know for a fact because i keep track i have the little thing on my on my phone that tells <laughs> okay. me how long i spent on right. my phone the screen time yeah, yeah how yeah. much
0: screen time do you log uh, per week
1: per week no i think it's per, uh, my, my average think- is like four and a half hours five
0: hours oh is it like per day yeah yeah that's an average right yeah. <laughs> it's way higher than that exactly yeah, but like I, yeah, listen, I'm pregnant. I'm at home. I'm not doing anything. I don't have a life anymore.
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, back, but you're when, also I, back when I didn't
0: have, back when I did have a life, I was killing it.
1: Killing what, the game. What was your average?
0: My, the average was like maybe like a brown, yours like four hours, like, you know, four hours a day, okay. which I guess is still too much. I mean,
1: shit. do you have a stop on your uh, social media?
0: Uh, no, but I have a reminder i have a reminder of like for instagram for example uh how long i've been on like a 15 minute reminder i usually hit that about six o'clock in the morning
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's the first thing you do
0: literally the first thing i do yeah but it's my job calls for it i have to stalk people on social media yeah
1: you kind of have to know all the gossip
0: yeah you do and and if you're doing research on somebody you're interviewing you have to like you have to look at what they're up to Mm -hmm. in their lives but nobody cares about that that's more
1: yeah um, so you have your question too, because we have a few questions from the audience that we will yeah ask we ha- Talia. yeah we have
0: some questions that that uh, a few people slid into the DMs yeah to ask us some questions for Talia so
1: and let's go let's bring let's bring her in hi Talia nice to actually meet you
2: nice to meet you too thank you so much for having me
1: yeah thanks for coming we're very excited about uh about this episode because we have quite a few questions.
2: We have a lot of questions from
0: ourselves and then a lot of questions from the audience. We have a few questions
1: from the audience for you.
0: Okay. So for those out there who don't know what a matchmaker is,
2: tell us. (laughs) (laughs) Love this. So yeah, so I'm a matchmaker and a dating coach. So I do both and I think they kind of go hand in hand. So basically a matchmaker is someone that you hire to recruit on your behalf and to vet on your behalf. So basically it's kind of like hiring um, a full-time assistant that just vets for you. So instead of you doing all the vetting on a dating app or doing all the vetting when you're on a date and you're just like trying to see if you're wasting your time or not, I do all that for you. So something as simple as you're Jewish and you want to make sure your partner's Jewish, I get all that stuff done upfront so that by the time my client and the match meet up for dinner, they already know that all their values are in alignment. It's just gonna come down to chemistry.
0: And so, where wow. do you find your clients?
2: Great question. Um, it's, you know what? It's so interesting because I don't do any marketing, it's all referrals. And I have three weddings this year, and I have one person proposing this year. So, I think that I've just built, you know, I've been doing this for 10 plus years. So, I think after this much time, people just start talking like word of mouth. Um, but yeah, I just, people find me on Instagram or just through word of mouth. Okay.
1: And so then how does that, um, you know, how does it work? Like, do they, do do, are you on retainer with them until they find love until they're actually happy with the partner? And like, when, when do you know that you're done working with them? Like what's the.
2: Sure. Great question. So, When do I know I'm done working with them? Well, when they find someone, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, I actually have an interesting membership program because I worked for the largest matchmaking agency in the Southeast. And this is when I lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And I took some of the things I learned and then I made it my own when I started the company here in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I actually only work with 10 people per year. So it's really? very, yeah, it's... um very exclusive very elite and it's it's kind of one of those things where they pay a one-time fee membership and Mm -hmm. they're a member for a year and within that one-year membership they get to leverage my network and meet people within my network
1: do you guarantee x amount of dates or is it just like it could be one or is there any type of guarantees (laughs) or just kind of like you know we'll we'll do everything we can
2: love julian so I don't typically disclose the business model, but I'll leave you with this. Yeah. I give them X amount of introductions. Um, and it, that equates to a ton of dates, right? Because you get X amount of people. And then usually, because I'm really good at my job, like I get it right the first couple times and then they end up going on several dates with that one person. So it's not really so much date focus. It's more of like how many people I give them per year.
0: Okay, so and then the the people who you find to be matches for your clients, where do they come from? <laughs> Another great
2: question. Um, so this is just it's just my network. I'm always out and about. If there's any event in New York City or even in Miami, I got a last minute phone call in June actually, and they were like, "Hey, there's a Bitcoin conference," and I booked a flight the next day. Was down there for a week, just networking, growing my my network. Because oh, wait, I forgot to mention, I cover New York, London, and Miami. So within oh, wow. those cities. Mm hmm. And um, people are asking me to do L.A. and I'm like, I don't know. It's a lot, but we'll see. <laughs> L.A. Is hopeless. LA, yeah. is hopeless. L.A. is hopeless.
0: We're hopeless yeah. out here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I've heard some good and bad things, but um, but yeah, so the network just continues to grow. But I've also been cultivating so many great quality people that I just have within my database and I keep in touch with everyone. And so yeah.
1: now how, wait, like what what Um, when you're when you're out there, like let's say you're in London networking. And you meet 10 people 10 potential matches do you have a little checkpoint of like ooh, this i should have you in my network versus nah i don't want you in my network versus yeah yeah what's your what's
2: your say, criteria you
1: know so you're like little, ah. you know <laughs> you can't disclose um, that either
2: well here's the thing when i'm networking i'm always looking for quality people just high vibrational people And I'm really good at reading people within, I'd say, five, ten minutes. And if I feel like they're just quality and they have good energy to them, then I'm Mm -hmm. going to add them anyways just because I never know what kind of client I'll have. So it's just good to have them in case I, even if I don't have someone right now, that'd be a good fit. Maybe later on I do. Mm -hmm.
1: But even let's say if this person is um, not single or do you have to know that they're potentially Mm -hmm. looking for something? Mm -hmm.
2: I typically don't add anyone that's not single just because, I don't know, it feels a little... Like, it it's messy. Yeah. It just, sounds, it just no, feels off. Maybe they're off.
1: single right now, but next year there will be.
0: Or they're going through a divorce or they're separated or something. Yeah,
1: but that, no, you, don't, you need at least that's a year messy. to heal. That's too messy. It's too messy. <laughs> it's, too
0: it's, too messy. That goes on.
1: it's too But that's good then. So, you have somebody in New York who's like, I would like a Jewish person from London. Then you, f- you look into your data bank and then you mm-hmm. go like, oh, i got four potential and...
0: So when you're scouting for matches, like that's got to be kind of fun for you, right? Because that kind of means that you get to go out and you're and you're socializing and
2: you're looking for like quality people. I oh, it's the funnest job in the world, actually. <laughs> funny story, I feel like I'm never not working in a way, but it it is positive because it's fun. I was at the spa on Sunday having like a self care date. Sometimes we all need those, and. I was in the hot tub after my massage, and I'm not kidding. There was this girl that walked into the hot tub, and I immediately, I felt her energy was positive, and she had this look like the type that one of my clients here in New York would adore. So I just started conversation with her. We became besties, and I'm setting her up on Friday with my
1: clients. Wow. Oh, that's
2: great! See, but you just like, never know.
1: Friends. So then, when you say when yeah. you say you're looking for quality people, you're not mm-hmm. talking like socially or financially. You're talking more of a personality quality. Or, or yeah. does the finance of, yeah. or the situation in terms of where they are socially, does that matter as well? Because yeah. we also have to talk about the type of clients that you have. You, you don't deal with every single person, right?
2: So here's the thing. I I don't, it's not based on status whatsoever at yeah. all. It's based on their heart and their soul and their energy. If mm-hmm. I feel like they have the look and they also have like just a good energy, I can tell they're a good person, then I will take them on in my database, right? And then I'll vet them, you know, I'll do an, I'll schedule an actual interview and I'll just make sure like, okay, this is her religion. This is her political view. These are the eight hobbies that she enjoys. These are all the things that make her who she is. These are the five things that her best friends would say character-wise. So right. I really get to like dive in deep and then once I have their profile, they're saved and then I can keep them in mind for a client.
0: Well, That's listen, I'm going to play crazy. devil's advocate for just a second because I know a <laughs> couple of friends of mine who've worked with matchmakers – and it gets a little pricey only oh. because you're hiring someone to go to and look that, yeah. for you. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's a dedicated service. So
2: you can't, you can't,
1: yeah, it's not everybody who be can broke. afford it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you I, can't
2: I, be broke to work with me. That's, sure. That's it what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: It, it just blows my mind <laughs> that for you to find love, you have to have an interview with someone, you know, but then when you really think about it, when you're setting up your profile on the dating app, you're pretty much doing that yourself. Yeah, your, your religious belief. If you want kids, what's mm-hmm. your ethnicity? You know, just little things about your personality. It's so.
0: almost like having an agent go and look. <laughs> no, no, it's like you're having. <laughs> Which agents. you know, both of us are like in the entertainment industry, yeah. so we know right. what it's like to work with agents, and they could be very helpful. And they basically do all that work for you, like the negotiating the, you mm-hmm. know, here's yeah. the right match for this job. Um, and so for your for your part of it, this is what you do you go out and find the right person who could potentially meet that your client's needs.
2: hundred percent. It's exactly like that. And I will say, yes, it's very pricey. I mean, again, I only work with 10 people per year. So these memberships are very expensive. So I'm sure one can assume my clientele is a certain type of clientele. Um, But I did that only because when I worked at the largest agency, I had to work with everyone and I got to really figure out who do I work with best, who understands my style of communication, whose lifestyles do I understand best? So I was able to kind of just figure it out working for someone else. And then when I started my own, that's when I picked a niche. Yes. Are they mostly men or women who are your clients? Would you say? So I specialize working with men. So I only have male clients.
1: Got do it. Do you feel like it is, because I know you, you know, you said you're a dating coach, and I always think that the best... And this is kind of why we started this podcast. It was like, if I have questions about dating, I shouldn't ask my boy. I should ask a girl. Because a girl mm-hmm. knows how girls think. Mm-hmm. Right? So do you feel like it's easier for you to give, or at least more suited for you to give dating advice to men? Because as a woman, you understand how to approach possibly another woman?
2: 110%. You nailed it on the hammer. And I say that because... I found out when I worked with men and women of all ages, I was like, "Hmm, interesting that the men that work with me get the best results and they listen. And when I was working with the women, they weren't listening to me, they didn't trust because they're like, "Well, you're not a man, what do you know?" Mm-hmm. And so I found it to be clear as day that I needed to pick a niche and I needed to work with people that trusted the process. Yeah. You know? So, I do think that there's something to be said about working with the opposite sex and actually, you know, Matthew Hussey is one of the big top dogs in my industry. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Um, so Matthew only works with women, and yeah. there's a couple other coaches. Same thing; they work with the opposite sex for that exact reason.
0: So I'm wondering, when you are out finding matches for your clients, how often does success or money come into the equation when you're talking when you're when you're pitching, you know these these individuals. Or do you always have one person in mind for them? Or is it just kind of general? I'm going to find these women who are charismatic. They might have some kind of magnetism oh, to them. I see
1: what you mean. You mean yeah. like, does any of your client have specific social requirements? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if one of your clients like, hey, I want a girl. I like, I would like a woman that's this, this, this. But does, do they care if they make, if they're rich, they care if they're.
2: Or if their jobs are equally as demanding. Is, yeah. yeah. So every single client has very different requirements, mm-hmm. right? Every client has <clears throat> their own type, right? And they know themselves. And they're like, this is what works best for me because of my schedule. So it just depends on the client. And that's why whenever I am on, before I onboard a client, I always interview them three times. I do three consultations to just make certain that I can help them and to make sure that, like, whatever they're looking for, I have it within my network. If mm-hmm. somebody comes to me and they say, Hey, I want an influencer that doesn't have a real job, that just has like 1.7 million followers, and that's her full time gig, I'll be honest with them and say, That's not my network. And that's, yeah. that's just the truth. So,
1: on Raya for this,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a million influencers on Raya. Yeah.
1: Okay, I see Sorry. what you mean do you ever uh, also refuse a client as like if he's willing to pay the fee, but if you just feel like, nah, you know, I don't like your vibe. Or like if it's like a a rich or yeah, either it's like some rich son of a like very successful older lawyer and he just never done anything. Like, do you also, I'm sure you have also criteria. It's not all about the money.
2: It's actually none of it's about the money. Um, it's, it's actually about intuition. So I tap into it. I just feel it out. And whenever my gut says, don't take on this client, this will not end well for you, I yeah. always listen to that. And <laughs> there's just, I'm so grateful for that intuition piece and I get it from my mom. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, it has saved me so many times. I have turned down clients and I've been really happy that I've done that.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Did mm-hmm. you study, uh, is there a study like when you go to? Do you have to study Maybe. a relationship or how has that worked? How do you become a matchmaker? You just, life you're just born for it.
2: Just born for it. So mm-hmm. no, it's, it's kind of just being a natural born connector. It's when, yeah. when you meet someone, you're immediately like, oh my God, you should meet so-and-so because they're also looking to fill that role their company and you're looking for that. So let me just connect you guys. It's not, I connect people all day, every day, not just for love, but also helping people find jobs. I got like 22 people jobs last year during COVID because they either got fired or got let go or what have you. And I was just able to leverage my network. And I was like, wait, who do I know that's like da 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 da? And that's just how my brain works, which is why I one day realized I could monetize this. And I left the tech space to do this full time.
0: So I'm sure you, so you only work with 10 clients a year. Is that your cap? Mm-hmm. That's, that's your my cap. Girl, yeah. think about it. You have a wait list?
2: Love lives plus mine. That's 11 love lives. That's, yes, that's, that that's <laughs> more than enough <laughs> to handle. More than enough for a full time job. Yeah. You're
1: probably a pro at your own love life, though.
2: Or is it it easier to
1: help help others and just with you, it's different?
2: So I am recently single. Um, I'd like to think that I'm really good at vetting for myself just because I follow follow my own process, right? So I try to make sure that if I'm on a date with someone, if we don't have the same values, if we don't have the same religious beliefs, political beliefs, and what have you, then it's not worth my time. Even if there's insane good chemistry and I want to so bad try to find a way to make it work, I've just learned it never works. So, so,
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so that actually could lead to an unwritten question that we had. Oh, no. What are the main <laughs> important pillars for, for a relationship to work? What have oh. you found that is like, let's say four that are like, okay, four things mm-hmm. in your experience to work?
2: Great question. Yeah. So the things that really make it count. And I'm writing a book right now. And I'm, I'm not ready to publish it yet. But I actually cover that in one of the chapters. So I'm, I'm okay. excited to share this with you. Perfect. It's trust, communication, values. Bottom line, if you guys agree on if you guys have the same religious beliefs, whatever that is, whether you're Jewish, you're Christian, you're you know Greek Orthodox, whatever it is, Um, and you also agree on political views because we all know that during, we had that election and all of a sudden these couples, it started to get really crazy in the household. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to think about those things because when you're raising, if you decide to have kids with someone, but your core values aren't the same about having a gun in the household or all these things that we don't think about later down the road, it becomes a problem. Yeah.
0: Taking your kids mm-hmm. to church. Is that is religion something you want to introduce in the household? Period. Right. Um, no, that those are those are great cornerstones yeah. for a lasting. So is so but you for have,
1: lasting too. Sorry, Rick, but I remember hearing uh, someone say that also, yeah, there was four main things about like how to make an actual relationship work long term. Mm-hmm. And one of them was um, oh yeah, both have to have their own lives. That was one. Then the other one, and it's not, it has nothing to do with matchmaking, but I'm just like piggybacking on this. And then the, one of them was like having a common, um, activity. So like a common project. Yeah. Apparently okay. like building a house together, growing a business together, apparently also was, uh, you know, very important. I'm
0: not sure you have to have a common project, but I do, I do agree that, well, the best relationships I've ever had have been built on almost over communicating. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. You know, because because here's what happens. Like when, when you're not talking, your brain fills in those silences and the gaps in communication. And it typically, if you're not in a good place, it's going to fill it with the worst of the worst. So you're going to think, is this, is he upset at me? You know, is something wrong? Is it something with us? And that can, that can snowball into something that becomes beyond a conversation at that point.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, Okay, another question then that we have for you.
0: No, so um, when you're when you're out, and this is like for pe- for people who are single and maybe they're looking to meet somebody on their own. Um, what's the best way to do that? So, and I'll give you I'll give you a scenario. <laughs> you're sure.
2: <at> a
1: <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Let's let's do a little role play.
0: Yeah. You're at a gym, uh, and you know this is typically a place where people want to be left alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So.
0: so kind of a dicey situation but you might see somebody you know across the across the gym that you're attracted to and maybe you're like you, you don't know the best way to to go up there and approach them especially if they're if they have like headphones on and yeah. <laughs> clearly they're into what they're doing so how do you yeah without without you, you
1: spilling all your magic because we don't want you to give you know obviously advice for free but <laughs> um i posted a story about that asking like that question and i got like three people that says never approach someone at the gym but what if you have, you, one of your clients says, listen, there's this woman and I see her at my gym every day at 8 a.m. We're there together and I, I, I'm i dying to go on a date with her. I, should I go? And if I should, what should I, you know? Are you able to answer that without?
2: I can't, I can't. I'm just thinking there's such a better scenario where I can really help someone if you're I at could, a restaurant. okay. Um, but to answer the gym, if you, a lot of people really do like to be left alone just it's like their self-care time. So they're so focused and they have their music playing. But if you really want to try it, I think the best approach is just walk over there with your A-game confidence. Like really have some like pep talk with yourself and be like, you got this. Even (laughs) if she doesn't like you, it's all good. Just go over there, you know, better than nothing. So walk over there with confidence and just say, hey, do you mind if I hop in on that set? Like just ask like if you can do alternative, like I've had a guy do that to me. So I was doing, you know, deadlifts or whatever. And then he did one set and I was able to take my break and we switched. And then at the very end I was about to walk away and he was like, by the way, are you single? And I was like, actually I am. And he was like, Oh, i would to take oh. you out sometime. And I was like, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Wow. Okay, that is a it you gotta to pick approach. your exercise though. Cause if you're like doing glued britches or something. In the right, business,
0: right. <laughs> you're killing weird. yourself on the, on the treadmill. Like no, that's yeah. a no, that's absolutely. So pick it up. Up.
1: What about, mm-hmm. what about, you know, it's like, it's always like, Either people say, be slick about it and just be like, oh, are you going to use this? And then you grab the piece and you're like, oh, by the way, what's your name? And Is that a better approach than just going straight up there? It's like, listen, I'm sorry. I don't want to bother you too much. I just think you're extremely pretty and I would like to know if you have a boyfriend.
2: I think that works too. I mean, it's, it depends on your level of confidence, right? If you go in there with your A game and if some guy did that to me and they were so confident and I found them very yeah. attractive... Then, be like, yeah, let we I can stop for a second. Sure, yeah. you know. So it that's a good approach too.
1: But, but then, I think the uh, best
2: one in a restaurant's really good.
1: Okay, let's do the restaurant.
2: Okay. So, if you are at the restaurant and you are a well, which one do you want to be? Do you want the male role or the female role?
1: Okay, I'll be the male and I'm trying to get Jen's number.
2: Okay. So, am if I you are
1: alone or am I sitting with my friends and she's with her group ooh, of friends? Oh, that's a good
0: question. Yeah. I'm with my friends it because depends. I don't I don't go to restaurants
2: by uh, myself. That's
1: even scarier as a dude. To I go was in.
2: about to say, okay, I'm actually going to flip the dice because I think that women struggle with this the most. Okay. Um, so if you are listening to this right now and you are a female and you are single and you go to a restaurant, make sure that either you go sit at the restaurant bar by yourself or you go there with a girlfriend, just one, not more than one. If you're okay. going to go there by yourself, Make that bartender your best friend. Like they need to be looking out for you. You know they need to be able to read you. If you, some creep comes over, become best friends with the bartender always. So oh, you're at this.
0: Great advice.
2: Mm-hmm. Always. So go to the bar and become friends with the bartender. And then if you see a guy walk in and you're and this happens all the time, right? I mean, I'm sure you know. And you're like, God, I wish he'd come over here and say something. Guess what? of communication is nonverbal. So reel him in with your eyes and your smile. And there's, I have this thing called the three second stare. So just lock eyes with him and then raise your eyebrows, kind of grin, and then look away and wait three seconds, right? As you're doing it, give it three seconds so that he knows you're looking at him. Now, according to studies, it takes five tries for a guy to finally realize it's for him yeah, so I committed. completely like, guys are completely, oh, completely oblivious, free. yeah, completely oblivious. So at least it's literally it's scientifically proven that it takes at least five tries. So don't give up after the first time. If you like lock eyes with him and then you wait three seconds, you grin whatever, and then he doesn't come over, don't be surprised. It usually takes five times. You wow. got to
1: do it like five times back to back. Do we do it like do you wait five minutes between each time, or you I just have to do it three five out?
2: times back to back? That's <laughs> a little creepy. <laughs> I was about to say space it out a little bit, but really try to like send that energy to him.
1: <laughs> also, I feel I feel <laughs> like if you as a girl at the bar alone and you make best friends with the bartender, there's also a 90% chance the bartender Bartenders will ask, ask, you yeah. ask you out. He's going to ask you
2: out. No, but that's why you let him know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, like, you I'm have just- to let him know what you're doing. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like, hey, I'm here to look for someone or I'm here to...
2: So just let him know, like, hey, just so you know, like, get to know him first personally so he doesn't, you know, like, just have, like, small talk. And then be like, by the way, there might be a guy that comes in that I kind of want to chit-chat with, but if he gets creepy, can I just, like, give you the look so you can come and interfere? And bartenders love getting involved. They get – it, like, it keeps them occupied during their shift. So they're like, oh, yeah, if you give me the – you know, I'll come over there and save you. You know, they they want to be involved.
1: Now, what happens if there's – oh, but that is somebody that walks in the bar, but – um, what if mm-hmm. no one walks in? Then you just try another night. Then
0: you go to a different bar.
1: You go to a different bar. Yeah, yeah.
0: See, I don't like the whole. Okay, now I've never been a fan of going out by myself because it's like the wounded gazelle theory. You know,
1: we're <laughs> <enlighten> using <laughs> yeah, Please tell us. That you just made up.
0: <laughs> no, I did not make this up. It's a legit thing. So guys, they they'll look for that like wounded gazelle to go and prey on. <laughs> Okay. This is somebody who they think is maybe had too much to drink, or they're like in a vulnerable state. They're by themselves, easy pickings. They'll go up and they'll they'll approach and they'll try. That's why I like her idea with the make friends with the bartender because he's gonna have your back. Okay.
1: You know, but then you he's can do it. Security you, at that point. You can do it with your girlfriend too. than you said,
2: yeah. If you yeah. have a girlfriend there, that's fine. Just remember that if you have a girlfriend there, you're more intimidating to come up to. But if yeah. you're if you're, you know, a lonely gazelle at the bar, then you're it's so much less intimidating for a guy and I'm sure you can relate to that cuz you're a guy and so you know how it is like going up to girls. If she's by herself, it's so much less intimidating if she if you get rejected if she's by wait, herself. Wait, 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 we
1: missed an yeah. important
2: part here. You yeah.
0: don't why do you not you I don't, I don't know. I've, girls? I've
1: never I've honestly yeah. I've probably I've probably approached two girls in my life. Why? I don't know.
0: Or do you I, get nervous?
1: I just to me, approaching a girl when you don't know her has always come off as something douchey. And and because of, in a way, how I look, I always try to stay away from being a douche. So... What well, do you think? It, you
0: look like a douche?
1: Yeah. Don't I look <laughs> like... Oh, I, think
0: that if like, I think if someone like you approached me at a bar, I'd be like, hi, I'll talk to you for the rest of yeah, the evening. I like, guess, no I, problem. I, no, Success right. rate's going to be about like a 98 to 99%.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I mean, but it's funny because one day I was, I remember I was training at Gold's Gym like a few years ago and there's this girl that was training and we ended up constantly like training somewhat next to each other for some reasons. Like our exercises were somewhat one another. And I was like, man, she's just really cute. She's really cute. And uh, I was on the machine. She was done. She came straight up to me, and she was like, "Hey, um, would you like to go grab a drink sometime?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah, absolutely." <laughs> and
0: props to her—that's a I bold remember,
1: move. I know it was a Woo. bold move. We loved it. Yeah. And, you know, I remember telling my friends, "It's like, oh my god, I got approached. It feels amazing." Yeah, you know. Mm. Was, I mean,
0: I think I think that's like a boy. I admire women who are willing to approach men. That's like have my you biggest, ever approached a man? No. Why? No. Because my biggest fear is rejection. I can't. But I don't
1: think any guy I would just... reject a girl. You see, I feel like a guy, even if he was not if he weren't down for the girl, he'd still be nicer about it. Some girls can be cruel and be like, uh, no, no, thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah, no, and I can just see like, that.
0: Oh. There's an intimidation on both sides. I yeah. don't think we should, you know say that's easier for a man to approach a woman it just typically has always been up to the at least where i come from uh it's always been up to the guy
1: but so and, then you approach talia yeah. what you're saying is as a woman at the bar you need to create the opportunity for him to come mm-hmm. but do you recommend her to go to the man that she likes
2: absolutely not
1: no no why where, no. no where oh, i come
2: from I am so old school. The men are the hunters. Yeah. And if he's not willing to put in that work and hunt, bye. Okay. That's, but that's so, exactly it.
1: So, I get, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, for example, look at me. <laughs> I love a girl that, that's outgoing and actually wants to take what, uh, what she wants.
0: I know, but we don't know that off the bat. So we rely on traditional kind of rules of, mm-hmm. of society, you know, which is a guy should approach. And if, he does, if he's not approaching, to me, that's a sign that he's just not interested. And I'm definitely not going to approach him if
2: he's not coming up to me. But it goes Especially both if you're like eyeballing him, and you're like, you know, uh, like you're doing the whole yeah. thing, and he still won't come up, it's like, okay, he must be taken.
1: But what <laughs> if what if the guy what if the guy uh, sees a girl at the bar, and he's not receiving the three second eye look, but he still wants to approach her?
2: Then he should do that. He should put on should his confidence hat and up. be the hunter and yeah. go for it.
1: And just go for it. But yeah. But you know, okay. But can you understand that as a guy, the amount of times that I hear girls like, "Oh my god, this creep came to talk to me at the bar." Sure. The guy thought he was being smooth. He's probably like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm a hun this gazelle right now, and I'm a close and I'm gonna grab the number." And the girls are like, "Ew, creep." So well, uh, well, how do we know? Here,
0: okay, here's the thing. Like, I every single time a lone man has approached me and my girls, like, because I usually go out with like maybe two or three at a time if, if one guy approaches me when I'm with my girlfriends at the very least, I'm going to entertain the conversation because I think it's freaking fascinating that the fact that this guy will mm-hmm. break protocol, go over, mm-hmm. like, you know, swallow yeah. his pride, swallow his fears and like go over and approach. Cause that is an intimidating situation to walk into. Yeah. So I will at least give him the respect of, you know, you, a conversation. You know what
1: I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think if you're attractive, you're labeled as bossy. And if you're somewhat not attractive, you're labeled as a creep.
2: That's also a part of it too. No? Yeah. And I also think that if it is also the, I think the creep category really comes in there when you don't catch the social cues that someone's not interested in, you stick around for too long.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's actually a good point. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, nobody likes a lingerer. Yeah. absolutely.
1: Oh. Not.
0: What do you think is like the good amount of time to like dip in, dip out? Well, like what are some of those cues that maybe the men who are listening should pay attention to.
2: Body language. Again, 90% of communication is nonverbal. So look, the first thing I would say is look to see if she squares up to you. Does she do does she square up to you shoulder to, facing shoulder, shoulder? Or does she just completely just turn her head and she's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. That means she's not interested. Like just go walk right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if she squares up to you, good sign. If she, even if her feet open up, another good sign um does she ask you a question in return another yeah. good sign
1: yeah
2: you know it really comes down to the social cues
1: i was always i was always told as a guy to wait for the woman if as a guy you approach wait for her to ask what's your name and if she asks what's your name that's a sign that she's interested
0: oh god but here's was the thing. that wrong
1: there we go look at I don't know. Face. that that is know. wrong advice know I've, right? I've, yeah. I've
0: definitely had a couple of drinks and i just like go out and I'm having a good time and I just do it for fun oh, like I'll, okay. so what's your name what's your story you know what I mean like and I just like the entertainment value of it all I mm-hmm. don't know if like, Same. I, Yes exactly Okay
1: so that means so you nothing. can't really <laughs> We basically as men have to read un written cues it's tough. that are that's just why body language and Julian. that are that are, that are yes. different <laughs> per person and we have to make sure that you stare at us for about three seconds five <laughs> times in a row and that's our cue this is a hey, lot that's
0: based on <laughs> that is based
2: on science i believe that i absolutely <laughs> well, believe, I
1: believe it too but it's a lot
2: i mean some guys no, some guys pick up on it in the first one there <laughs> are guys that are very intuitive yeah. and they're just they put in a lot of self-work and they know they can feel the energy pull because they're on that level of vibration, and mm-hmm. they know when a girl's trying to like reel them in, and they'll just go over there and say, "You know,
1: oh. I don't know and, anything, if, but if like up to them, mm-hmm. does it matter how you open?
2: I think as long as you bring confidence and you don't use a cheesy pickup line,
1: oh, then you're no, good. Just questions. just
2: be what? just yeah. be you, just what's be you be What's confident. the
1: worst, and what's the best pickup line you've heard of?" <laughs> the worst one and the best one that you've ever, have you ever heard one?
2: No, I mean, honestly, like I get so many a day that I can't, nothing really draws my attention of like, I can't think of one that I'm like, Oh, that was horrible. Or like, that was that the was best really one. I, can tell you, I, I just know, know yeah. got a date that I, that I actually
0: fell for. And I went on a date with this guy and it was fun. Um, it was me and my friends, uh, my girlfriend. And we were sitting like uh, near a corner and there was a, a table like in between us. And this or a seat in between us, and this guy comes up and he said, Is this seat taken? And it was the seat right in between us. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like that's great. That's good for you. Very good. smart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. And you know the you you ever um, heard of the game? You know, the pickup artist, all that stuff. That oh, was like yeah, a big yeah. show, like I think about 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, the negatives. Yeah, all the negatives, negatives, the nags, yeah. all
1: that stuff. But I remember they had a whole section with just pickup lines. Yeah. and it was just like simple stuff. Like you go up to the, and like, did you happen? What happened? Out- like, did you did you see what happened outside? And the girl's like, oh my god, no, what happened? You make some bullshit. And you're like, okay, but anyways, yeah. And then you just, just drew, you just started a conversation with nothing, and now you're deep in the conversation.
0: But I love that. I well, love that. Does it oh, pick so you're, a pick line like that? Does a pick yeah. up line work, or is it like one of those things now where people are so cued into it that they know if it's a line and they they'll just completely disregard?
2: That's what I was weird. That's why for me when you ask me what's the best or worst pickup line, I don't really like the pickup line thing. I'm kind of just like, just be you and go have conversation with someone. If you <laughs> if you like I love when guys compliment my style because I put so much thought into it that yeah. if someone comes up to me and they're like, I love your outfit, I think it looks great on you. I'm like, Oh my God, thank
1: you. You know,
2: it's like so I think a compliment goes a long way. I think that that's the best pickup line of
1: yeah. them all. To start that, yeah, my buddy you yeah. I won't Maybe I'll name him Delon. He um sorry Delon. That. He uh he he's the best at this. Like I've spent I've legit spent like an afternoon with him and mm. approaches girls like I've never seen it. He has he's so much so much confident. He doesn't care, but he also approached dudes like he doesn't care. Like somebody who's nice who's nicely stylish. Like, oh man, I love that outfit. No no no. he will say I love your hair, bro. It's really cool. And instantly, yeah. I've never never ever ever seen him getting like a bad um reaction no because why why
0: would you i mean like everybody wants to feel good about themselves that's how i break the ice with celebrities that that i interview Mm. who i've never talked to before i always like find that one thing to to compliment to make them feel good about themselves yeah
1: that's fair you can't
0: go wrong there
1: um is there any what can you can you think of and what is like the main issue like dating issue that like one of your clients there's like oh man i'm really struggling with dating because
0: Yeah, which is the reason I come to you in the first place for help.
1: Or like, is there something that you feel that in today's dating world makes it difficult for people to connect or?
2: It's a tricky question. So it's kind of, that's, it's a good question, but it it has like a part one, part two. So my clients all have different reasons why they're single. Some of them are single because they have this, you know, they're CEO of a Fortune 500 company. They don't want to be seen on dating apps. They really want that elite you know, exclusive service because they want to have someone vet on their behalf because like they have this big job and they're constantly in press, you know, doing press work. And so there's that aspect of it. That's why they're single because, you know, they have time is so limited for them. They don't have time to be on dating apps or whatever. Everyone has their own reasons. But I do think through my experience that one of the biggest reasons why people, I think, struggled with this day and age is because Instagram has changed um, expectations on physical yeah. appearance yeah. and I think that people have unrealistic expectations of what a woman's body looks like and some and I, I do think some women too sometimes are like well if he doesn't have you know chiseled abs I'm not going to date with him and I'm like you're so ridiculous like please yeah, there's so experience. much more to a person than if they have a four-pack or a six-pack or a two-pack you know or a dad bod you know it's mm-hmm. or okay so yeah. right So I do think that with social media, it hasn't, it's made it worse, but I think people have just gotten too picky on physical attraction and they really limit themselves from falling in love.
0: And the dating apps have made it worse. I feel like, because you were talking about, you know, I wouldn't want a CEO of a fortune 500 company, you know, sometimes they don't want to be on these apps. Well, now there is a place for that. Because you know, there are apps that that make a pot. Like, I've seen celebrities on Raya, I've seen seen CEOs on on Raya,
1: and also feel like you know, if you're a CEO or a Fortune 500 company and you're going through you, I feel like these guys are probably so scared of just having being with a woman that are with them for their money
2: 100%. I'm just going to validate that all day long. (laughs) That's that's, I'm going to validate that, that that's accurate, and that's why. They love my network. They see people. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because that, that could be obviously, especially in LA.
0: How do you know um, as a matchmaker, you know, the, the, the matches that you bring on for your clients, how do you know if they're there for love or if they're there for the status and the money?
2: I never tell them what my clients do work wise.
0: Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: Never. I just make sure that it, It's a good match, but I don't tell them like, by the way, he has a private jet and you're going to be able to do all these amazing vacations. Like what? No, that's all the things that after time and, you know, once you really get to know the person, then you peel the layers of the onion, you realize, okay, wait, what is this guy? You know, so I never disclose that kind of stuff. And um, and again, this is an intuition thing. Like I tap right into that stuff. I can sniff out a gold digger from 10 miles away.
1: Me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because you know how because there's no gold to be digging there's no gold to dig for <laughs> not yet uh, uh, do you ever get um, do they invite you if they get married are you, are you they like, do every, right? Oh. Right? Yeah. you go to you know, a lot of weddings 10 weddings hopefully a year
2: uh, this year like I said I have three and I have one on Friday so that'll be interesting Um, so what? what mm-hmm. is your
0: success rate right?
2: I've never not successfully matched someone so far. Okay.
1: It's, it's a mm-hmm. Successfully match is mean like they're in a committed relationship or they've been dating for mm-hmm. over six months or they're married. What is considered a somewhat of a success in a sense of what, or when they say, hey, you know what? I met somebody. I'm good for now, Talia. Thank you.
2: I consider success when we've reached the expiration date of your membership and you've okay. found someone, whether you're you know, married or engaged, or you're just in a serious monogamous relationship with someone that you wouldn't have met if it wasn't for me.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Even if they're just act, they just met like three weeks before the membership expired, but he's like, you know, I really, I really want to get to know her. That's still success because technically yeah. that's somebody that could be a potential match. Can, can a client mm-hmm. renew his membership or every year you change?
2: I wouldn't know because it's never happened before. So it's Um, new. Oh. But if someone needed, like if we couldn't, if for whatever reason I couldn't get it done, I'm sure, like if they wanted to do it, like if they're like, Tally, oh my God, I've met the most incredible women through your network and we just haven't found that right person and I'm willing to spend the same amount of money and do this again for another year. I mean, I'm not going to turn them down, but it just, it hasn't happened yet. So. Do they pay They pay up front for the year? They, they do. Nice. Okay. Okay. It's just like, it's just like any country club membership. You yeah. pay up front. And then you get all the bells and whistles, you get the pool, you get all the access. Same thing.
1: <laughs> all right. We'll have like two more quick questions because we're running a little over. So we don't want to use all your time. Uh, but sure, one of the question, questions
2: from the audience or are these. Questions?
1: Oh, the question from the audience. Yeah, that's yeah, true. OK, should. I have one quick one. Then. OK, you do. so I'm sure you always get com- uh, compared to the movie Hitch and, you know, <laughs> Smith is there and he's hiding behind and he's like, this is what you should do is that that's not how it happens, right? Or, or are you actually like going out with the person, one of your client, and then, you know, coaching them on how to approach people? Is that something that you actually do? Or is it mostly over the phone? Is it over text? Are you in constant control, like talking to them over text, like every day or?
2: So it depends on the client, it depends on how much support they need. But I never go in person with them. But what I do is after they go on a date, we'll have like a pep talk about how it went and I'll give him feedback. And also I get feedback from the female. So if she tells me, you know, he talked about work for like 20 minutes straight and I thought he was so great minus that I'm going to tell him like, Hey, next time be self-aware of when and read your audience. You know, if you see her doing this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just nodding her head all the time, but not engaging with you switch topics. I mean, topic. she's not interested in that topic, you know? So I do coach nice. and I think... And the coaching is so important because let me tell you how many times people forget to do the microphone toss. The microphone toss is when you share something and then like, like, let's just say I'm on a date and I go, Oh, like some guy goes, tell you how many, do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yeah, actually I have a sister. She lives in Chicago. Blah, 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 and I start talking, oh, catch yourself okay. and cut yourself off after like one or two minutes and then pass the microphone back and say, wait, what about you? Do you have any siblings? Yeah, like okay. get to know That's the person. Whole conversation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: That is Fair. that is the to me like one of the biggest turnoffs is if someone talks way about too themselves. much about themselves. Oh my god! Yeah. It's yeah. Like you already know Ugh. about yourself. Yeah. You already know this. Like you enjoy. You wouldn't you want to enjoy listening to about somebody else's story? Yeah.
1: No, of yeah. course. No, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Okay, so let's right. do. You want to do one question from the audience? No, we'll do
1: quick questions. Don't don't spend too much time on it. Just we'll see. And if you yeah. feel like you can't answer that. Uh, Anthony H. This
0: is a lengthier question. So, all right. I went on a first date with a divorced mom of a four-year-old. We had an amazing time, but we haven't seen each other in weeks, obviously, because of her schedule and her being a mom. I know I have to be patient, but do I put the ball in her courts and have her ask me out when she's available, or is this going to be too challenging?
2: Yeah. be play the masculine role and ask her out again.
1: Is there a point where he stops? because at some point when you as a guy when you keep asking now you feel like an idiot if it's constantly like <laughs> oh no sorry i can't have it's football like, get practice the hint, yeah. and it's like okay okay how about wednesday uh, wednesday i'm busy unfortunately i have my kids okay
2: great question if the person says oh actually i'm busy one wednesday wait but, to see uh, the butt like I'm busy on Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday's wide open. Let me know what day works best for you. If yeah. she's not giving you any opening of her schedule or what it looks like, she's not interested. She's just trying to be nice just and not,
1: you know. Nice. Okay,
0: I'm not going to ask that question. Which um, one? Which one was it? <laughs> how to approach a pregnant chick? I mean, that's, oh, that's no. Weird. We're not going to ask that. <laughs> I, I feel
1: like I just go up. And like, so is it a boy or girl?
0: That's a weird. <laughs> that's. that's <laughs> Clearly, uh, she's sort of committed, or you kind of hope for her sake and for the baby's sake. I mean, I she's think there's fetishes in a, I think in a some situation. Guys are yeah, that there is. are some guys. Yes, yes, there are some fetishes out there. Um, uh, friend zone tips.
1: Oh, so like how to get out of the How to zone? get out
0: of it. Yeah, or how to not
2: get in it. Ooh. I know. Mm. I know. That's tough. I mean, here's the thing you need to set the intention. If you are a guy and you want to be more than friends with a female, do not play the card, the friend card for very long. Because once we put you in that zone, it's really hard to take you out and look at you sexually. Right. So my advice to you is be intentional and have confidence in yourself. If you want her more than a friend, go for it. Just Uh, go for it. Worst case. You
1: make out with her at the movies? Like how how do you go for it?
2: no, just, just simply ask her, just, th- just literally say, like, after you've gotten to know her, just say, Hey, do you see me? Do you see me anything outside of just a friendship? Like, do you see me in a romantic way?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And just, and if like, I've had guys, had very close guy friends ask me that, and I do find them very attractive. So I was like, actually, like, I, I mean, I could maybe why, why do you ask, you know? And then I just kind of play coy and then they're like, well, I'd love to take you on a date sometime. And then I'm like, yeah, I'd love that. It's that simple. It has to happen early, right? Early,
1: yeah. But what happened those stories you keep hearing is like, oh my God, found the love of my life. He was in front of me all this time. He was my best friend.
0: I mean, there's, listen, and I got I, married Yeah, and yeah. that happened. It has happened. It has happened where the feelings can turn, but it has to be mutual. And yeah. the timing has to be pretty perfect.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay, well, I mean that's that's awesome. Those are Let's all the do, audience questions. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. Now tell tell us where do we find you? Also, is we met your actual name?
2: Yeah, Talia. We met, and no the way. name of the company is We Met Through Talia. That
1: yes. is that is
2: awesome. So perfect.
1: So yeah, tell us where we can find you. Um, anything that you want the audience to know, you know?
2: Yeah. So the best place to find me is Instagram. Just it's my it's at T H A L I A. O-U-I-M-A-T, and just slide in the DMs if you're interested in matchmaking or if you just want a dating coach. I have 13 co- I have thirteen clients that I strictly coach across the oh, United States.
1: It's different. So.
2: You are so busy. I do have a couple of friends I'm going to refer to you. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, didn't you have one guy who was interested in uh...
2: I had one guy that doesn't know about her, but my intuition was telling me that oh. Oh. intuition they could be a fit. I mean, of course I'd have to like interview and figure out like what's your religious views, your political views. And like a little, a couple things that are important Um, uh, like, you know, smoker, non-smoker, all these things. But I, you definitely have the look of someone that I currently have as a client. Aww. Is he like pregnant? Woman? Is he like pregnant ladies? Oh, that, maybe that's the guy. Birth in a month?
1: Maybe that's him. Cause he <laughs> asked how to approach a pregnant woman. Maybe that's the guy. Who I don't that. think
0: she knows that I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh. I had no idea you're pregnant. wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. So I am, I am off the market, obviously.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm definitely going to send my friends over to you because I have a couple of single girlfriends who are beautiful and, and obviously I'm, I'm biased because I'm friends with them, but yes, yeah. Yeah, so we can find you on the gram. Yes. Yeah. Just send me a DM. All right. I'll do that.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys great, so much for
2: having me.
1: Fantastic episode, I think. And, um, and yeah, we'll stay in touch. Sounds good. Wow. That I was, think
2: that was, I thought
0: that was,
1: awesome.
0: listen, all my questions about matchmaking have officially been answered. I thought that was <laughs> fascinating. Um, there, you know, outside of the whole matchmaking process, just the idea of like the rules of attraction, right? Yeah.
1: No, it was it was. Um, Remember
0: that the five the five look rule.
1: The five five three second look. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a three second rule, but you got to do it five times for it to, for me. it to click. Click.
1: Yeah, I know. We I honestly we learned so much, and it was super fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most American you sound to me when you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know we did.
0: Yep. And next week we'll be talking about.
1: What do you say? Oh, getting back with your ex. Getting
0: back with your your ex. ex. Benefer 2.0 style because they're in the headlines 20 years later. They've rekindled their romance. Um, (sighs) So the question is, have we ever done anything similar? Have you ever done anything similar? And has it worked out for you?
1: Do we think it works?
0: And as always, uh, DM us your questions. Yep. Any questions that you have, we're going to be doing questions from the audience after every after episode.
1: After each episode, yeah, 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 of course. Um, that's it. You guys have a great week.
0: Bye. Ahura Media Production.